Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Korkun oku trap sonsun. Trap sonsun trap donsun. What's up, people? Adam Hunter here. I'm on the road. I'm in Calgary, but I'm still giving you podcasts because I love you guys, and uh, you guys make my life better, and I want to make your life better, too. So we have great guests today. We have undefeated fighter from Israel. Nathan Levy, who just won the LFA last week, he kicked some butt. Nathan Levy, he's out of syndicate uh, in Vegas, but he hails from Israel. We're going to talk to him. Uh, we're also going to talk to Eddie Wineland, who had a huge win last week at UFC 238. Love Eddie Wineland. And Luis Smolka, who's always entertaining. So we got some stars today. It's going to be awesome. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedly. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. It's legal, okay? So get it delivered right to you. Don't leave the house, okay? You can get into car accidents, gas, insurance. You go to a dispensary. There's all kinds of hot bud tenders who are like, try this, try that, try that. You get in your car. You get pulled over. Now you got a DUI, okay? No. Go to speedweed.com. They have everything from THC sex lube to edibles to marijuana coffee to marijuana, uh, you name it, marijuana beef jerky, okay? They got it. Go to speedweed.com. Mention roasted. You get $100 off. Orders $100 or more. Also, I want to talk to you about Nature's Oils Online. Listen, people, I got to talk to you about naturesoilsonline.com. Okay, because they are the best CBD you're going to get. A lot of people are are hesitant to try hemp-derived CBD oil because they just don't know where to start. There are so many different products and brands. Hard to know which product's right for you, how much to take, when to take it, how to know if you're getting too much, all right? But this family-owned business, family-owned, you got to support the families, okay? They not only provide the highest quality U.S.-grown hemp-derived CBD products, but they also give personal guidance on choosing the right product and finding a dose that works for you. Their hemp is grown in the U.S. without the use of pesticides and is mixed with organic MCT coconut oil. Each batch is third-party lab tested for potency and purity, and the results are posted on their website. They have a variety of products, including full-spectrum or whole-plant hemp oil extract, hemp-derived isolate tinctures, hemp and emu oil pain balm, which I need, and full-spectrum CBD dog chews. And when I tell you I give this up to my dog, my dog is so much happier and friendlier and more relaxed, okay? All their products are available on www.naturesoilsonline.com and include free shipping within the continental U.S. Call them directly and ask questions at 469-525-3131 as a special offer for listeners of the show. Nature's Oils is offering a 10% discount of their already reasonable prices, okay? When calling out online or enter or mention discount code ADAM10 to get 10% off, Okay. Check them out. It's uh, Michelle and Christian, really nice people. All right, thank you. Let's talk to Nathan Levy. Hello, this is, is this, uh, Nathan Levy. Hi, yeah, speaking. Yes, how are you? I'm talking to the great Nathan Levy, undefeated fighter, just won his last fight. Uh, now you're what, 4 0, 5 0, 10 0? 
4-0 from Israel, my motherland. How are you, man? How do you feel? I'm very great, thank you. How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, so you uh, you were born and raised in Israel? I was born in Paris, but I moved to Israel when I was about uh, two months old. Okay, you're born in Paris. Uh, you grew up in Israel. What was it like growing up in Israel? Um, you know, very different from America. I can't really know, like, uh, how an, uh, you, you know, like, uh, an American kid's life is like, but mine was, uh, was uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, now, my dad always told me when I was growing up that Israeli women are the best because they have, they're surrounded by six different countries that try to blow them off the map. So they're fearless. So they're like nuts and dead. Is, is this true? Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, good. Very good. So, um, did you start training in Israel, or did, were you, did you serve in the uh, in the uh, Israeli uh, military? Uh, I started training when I was uh, fourteen. Yep. Doing doing some uh, karate and kung fu. Uh, super hardcore, you know, um, all out, completely, um, completely in. The moment I started, I couldn't stop, and. Uh, been doing it ever since. Came to the U.S. when I was 22. Wow. Didn't know anybody. Just wanted to be a fighter. Wow. So you served in the Israeli military? Uh, no, I didn't because I'm an athlete. Uh, you, really? Uh, you would think they would want the athletes. Um, you would think they would want to, they would want, they want to bring them in. Uh, depends. Some of them get a pass. Right. Got it, got it, got it. So, you know... Now, Kung Fu, you're a black belt in Kung Fu. Now, you don't see that much Kung Fu done in the UFC or in MMA. Uh, do you think Kung Fu works, or is it a good skill to have? I think it's a good skill to have, but not for MMA, you know. I think it's a great skill to develop yourself and, uh, like, as a movement, the art of movement. You know, if people can do yoga, why not do Kung Fu? But as, as in for MMA, I don't know. I never really yeah. used uh, anything I learned other than a few kicks, you know. Right, 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 right. But you're also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. No, in jiu-jitsu, I'm a blue belt. Blue belt? Blue belt yeah. jiu-jitsu. Got it, got it. So Just the beginning. You came here. Now, why did you pick Las Vegas? It's the fight capital of the world. You know, every time I was uh, sitting at home in Israel at 5 a.m. watching the fights live and... Everything was in Vegas, so I just bought a plane ticket to Vegas. Wow. And so you came by yourself. You didn't know anybody. No, I didn't. Wow. And then you walked into a syndicate MMA? I actually met uh, my striking coach, Jimmy Giff, first. So he brought me to syndicate. Got it. And now, now were people, like, kind of testing you a little bit? Were they kind of weren't, like, looking at you, like, who is this guy and what's going on? Or was everyone really nice to you? Uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, it was a completely different crew at Syndicate back then. Uh, I think it's a, a good thing. Yeah. You know, I was basically weird because, like, nowadays when I see some dude come into the gym and start to try some Kung Fu shit, I'm going to think is <laughs> who, who is this weirdo? So I was that weirdo for a while. Got it. So you came in. Now, now how did you have enough money? Did, did, you, have to get a, did you have to get a job in Vegas? Uh, no, I couldn't. And, um, you know, I came to train full time, so I just saved up some money in Israel. I had 
I have uh, plenty of uh, karate students. Right. I was doing really well, but um, I couldn't feel, you know, at 22 that I was teaching all day karate. I didn't feel like I was done yet. I felt like I was getting out of shape and teaching all day, and I was just too young for that. Yeah, now that's right. So you're like, you know what, I'm going to go to L.A., I'm going to go to Vegas, I'm going to move there. You found an apartment or a house? Uh, yeah, I found some uh, Israeli guys that were uh, that had an apartment, and I jumped in for the first couple of weeks, and then I found a fighter house. Oh, so the, like Syndicate had a fighter house. So who yeah, exactly. Some of the fighters that you uh, lived with? I lived with uh, Fritz and Paishal. That guy's a badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. That's okay. So you're at the fighter house. You're at Syndicate. Um, now, Syndicate's kind of a funny gym. You got Mike Pyle, who's from, you know, Tennessee. And then you have John Wood, who's now dating Jibad Mofo Jojo. Um, you have Vinny Magalish. You know, you had Roxanne Matafari, right? Yeah. And then you had you from Israel. Hi, <laughs> it's a melting pot. The melting pot. Now, uh, and then Jesse Jess is there too, right? Yeah, for a while, yeah. Yes. Did you ever hit on her? She's a very attractive girl. No, I'm married. Thank you. Okay. Oh, oh all right. You're married. When, when did you get married? Uh, in April. In April? Yep. Oh, nice. Who did you, who did you, who did you marry? Uh, just some girl. <laughs> I'm sure she's really happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my wife, Donna. Did you meet her in Vegas or in Israel? Uh, in Israel. It's a funny story, actually. I met her like seven years ago. Um, and, you know, when we got together, I told her, listen, a year from now, I'm going to leave everything here in Israel and I'm going to move to Vegas to become a fighter. Back then I was a karate instructor. And uh, I was like, if if you're cool with it, then we can be together. But just know that I'm going to I'm going to leave. And she she came with me. She's here with me now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. And then, so, so she's the one. So, like, you knew. I mean, what, what was that about this girl? Cause I, I assume a, a handsome-looking Israeli karate expert must get a lot of women. But what was it about this one? Uh, she was the only one that would actually look at me. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she was the only one. That, that's it. It was just her. Yeah. Come there on. wasn't so many options. <laughs> that can't be true. No. That can't be true. She's, she's everything I ever looked for in a woman. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. Now, I, I, I hear a lot of us really men are very aggressive towards women. They, when they like a woman, they're like, hey, you, come here. But you seem very shy and, like, uh, you know, bashful and very respectful. You know, uh, different. Yeah, different people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess so. Do you, do you miss Israel at all? Uh, yeah, I really do. But uh, I get to, you know, come and hang out for a couple of weeks every now and then. Got it. Got it, got it. Now, your last fight, it went the distance. The guy was, the guy was tough, though. Um, the yeah, guy was okay. tough. Uh, what was it about this guy that kind of gave you, gave you problems? Uh, first, you know, the biggest problem was basically my, uh, my opponent changed the day of Wayne's. Ah. Uh. 
I was supposed to fight a 3 and 0 guy from Guatemala, F, sorry, from Guam. And, uh, you know, Nick uh, Battis jumped in, took the fight. He had a different opponent, had a different opponent, so it was a roller coaster for both of us. But, uh, you know, he definitely earned my respect from uh, taking the fight and showing up to fight. But yeah, that's got to be. You're training for one guy, and then all of a sudden they throw a different guy at you. That's 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 hard. That's hard. Now, what do you think you need to work on the most after watching your performance and after analyzing your performance? Um, you know, my hands. I think my boxing. I've been working on it a lot. It has improved a great deal, but it's still not where it needs to be right now. So we're going to continue working on it. Uh, you know, I. I work everything all the time, obviously. I'm an MMA fighter. But uh, right now, this is the biggest hole. And um, other than that, I got to keep working my strengths, too, and everything else. Well, I mean, you got the win. I mean, you're, you're now you're 4-0. You got the win. And a lot of times, like, going the distance is good. You get to, a lot of these guys, they get the 4 or 5, 6 and 0, but they just fight a bunch of scrubs. And then when they get tested, they, they fall apart. Um, yeah, I agree, 100%. Now, how far away do you think you are from being on the contender or being at the Bellator or the PFL? Uh, you know, the contender, I think, is done for this year. I think they already have all their fights booked. So it would have to be a year from now. But uh, I would love to fight a few more times and sign during the year. You know, I don't need to wait for uh, contenders. Right. Right. Now, are you the best fighter coming out of Israel right now? Uh, no, there are some good fighters out there, you know. There's a Bellator vet, Noad Lat. Um, you know, he's been the the only fighter right now that's been in the UFC from Israel. Yep. yep. And yep, yep. Uh, you got a lot of up-and-comers, you know, good fighters. They'll be, they'll be starting to pop soon in the international scene, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. Now I'm I'm Jewish, uh, but I'm not like very religious. But you know, definitely Jewish, more by guilt than anything else. Um, <laughs> are you uh, are you are you a practicing Jew? Did you observe the Sabbath, or are you just kind of Jewish in theory? And you are Jewish, but you're not. How how religious are you? Uh, I grew up in a pretty traditional household. Right. So, uh, eating kosher and you know not touching electricity or money on Saturday on the Sabbath. Wow. But, yeah, but um, right now, no, I'm not uh, religious at all. I respect the tradition. I respect um, my family who are traditional, but I'm uh, completely not religious. Got it. Of course. Yeah, that's, I, my, my, my wife is Christian, so she, she's very Christian. She goes to church and this and that. So uh, we have a baby and she wants to raise a baby Christian, but also Jewish. But now I got to become more Jewish to kind of even out the so she's half. <laughs> hey, twice as many holidays can complain. That's true. That's it, right? That's good. My wife does love the holidays. Um, so that's cool. Have you thought about changing your name to USP? What's that? Have you thought about changing your nickname to USP instead of GSP? <laughs> it could be USP. No. No, I didn't. But it's a good idea. I'll think about it. <laughs> what is your nickname? <laughs> Uh, I don't have one. Oh, you got to think of a nickname. I mean, there's, there's, the Hebrew hammer is taken. But, yeah, the uh, Hebrew hammer is taken by every Israeli every fighter ever. <laughs> what about, like, the kosher killer? Or, uh, uh, the, 
<laughs> That's a good one. Uh, the, the Ashkenazi assassin. If no. I were Ashkenazi. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, you're you're a Sephardic. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Sephardic. Uh, hmm. I don't know what's something with it, like a Sephardic scary man or something. I don't. There's got to be something. Yeah. The the the. Uh, hmm. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, now, who do you want to fight next? Are you calling anybody out? Oh, no, not really. I just want to improve, you know, and get back in there. I don't really mind against who. Do you have a manager or an agent that, like, sets up your fights? Yeah, I'm managed by Radium. Oh, nice. They're good. I like them. Yeah. And they, uh, they, they sponsored my, my wrestling team. I coached a wrestling team for little kids, and they sponsored us one year. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Um... Well, that's good. Now, how's now? How hard was it to uh, catch up in wrestling? Because you're basically a karate guy and a kung fu guy, and wrestling's huge in America. I don't know how big it is in Israel. How hard was it to kind of compete? Uh, it was real hard because um, you know when I first came here, I really had no ground at all. So I don't even think I got to wrestling until like a, a year in or something. Because at first it was all jujitsu, and um, I really enjoyed it, and I really fell in love with it, and I and I knew how important it was for me. So I started doing it like twice a day, no matter what other training I have that day. I could have three other sessions, but I'll get two jujitsu sh- sessions in. Oh wow! And wow. Uh, yeah, you know, I had to go and come back to Israel because of the visa. But every time I came back, I did that and slowly improved, you know, and. Um, you know, a big shift for me in my last fight was my last fight. I really, since I've improved so much in jujitsu, I kind of started to let people take me down because oh, I was trying yeah. to submit them. And I got used to when somebody tries to take me down, he ends up tapping. So why not? Right. And it didn't go my way in the in my prior fight. I spent the whole round, the whole first round on the bottom, and basically lost the round. Couldn't get a submission. So for this fight, I really changed my mindset, my mindset into wrestle and work hard to not be on my back and to be on top. And I think it showed. That's great. That's great, man. That, that's good. Yeah, I, I never, I always get worried about guys that are like, oh, look, I'll let them take me down. Let's see if the, I'm like, ah, no, yeah. not a, not when a it doesn't idea. go your way, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. Even if, even if you like, and you don't get points for, for trying out submissions. You know, yeah, you're exactly. on your back, you're throwing up triangles and stuff. Kimura is great, but it doesn't matter. Like, this other guy on top is still getting the points. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, that's cool. I'm happy that you got. You have a nice, as well wife. Do you have any kids? You guys want to have kids? Do you have any kids? Uh, not right now. You know, right now I'm really focused on uh, the career and being able to train full-time and not changing diapers. So we got yeah. some time. Yeah, of course, of course. And now, is John Wood your head coach? Yeah, that's right. He's a nice guy. Isn't he a nice guy? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's he's a great coach. He's a, he's a really great coach. And by the way, thanks for coming to my comedy show when I was in Vegas last time. That was really nice of you. Uh, of course. I'll be back there uh, uh, fight weekend if uh, you want to come on uh, fight Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I got you, my friend. I got you. Well, listen, Nathan Levy, it was an honor 
been a pleasure. I can't wait to see you and your rest of your career. You're a young guy. You're undefeated. You're killing it. Killing the game, man. You're killing it. So uh, keep it up. Where can people follow you on Instagram and Twitter? Um, Nathan Levy on Instagram and A-T-A-N underscore L-E-V-Y. And uh, Twitter is uh, Levy underscore Nathan. And uh, thank you very much for having me, Adam. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Take care, Nathan. Have a great rest of the week. You too. Thank you, man. All right. So I'm talking with the great Eddie Wineland coming off a huge win last week. Congratulations, man. That was awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I, I needed that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy, though, man, he, I think he was like, unseated, right? Maybe one loss. But he was a. Uh, he he put up here some shit. What, what's your, your phone? It's kind of breaking up a little bit. It's cutting in and okay, out. Okay, hold on. Let me one sec. I'm going to go outside. All right. Here we go. The guy you fought. That yeah. guy had some shit, no? Yeah, you know what? I've hit people. I've hit people. Not as hard, and they've they've fallen down, you know. I mean, I, I hit that dude, I mean, with everything I had. I hit him with, with the first time I connected with a clean right. And, I mean, he didn't quite shake it off, but I could see he wasn't wobbled. Um, it was right then and there I knew it was going to it was gonna be a 3-4 for eight punches it's going to take to finish this guy. Because uh, I've got the one hit and quit power for a 135-pounder. Um, and, and to hit that guy full blast and have him just kind of stand there, yeah, okay. This is going to be a little tougher than I thought. <laughs> I mean, is that people say that's the most frustrating thing in MMA or sports is to hit a guy as hard as you can and have him not go anywhere. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say frustrating, um, but you, you kind of you, you have to reset and realize, like I said, I knew it wasn't going to be a one and done with this guy. It was going to have to be uh, a volume. You know, there was going to have to be multiple – multiple punches in order to finish this guy and put him away and um ultimately that's what it took now were you nervous because you were coming off two losses that one more loss might have got you cut absolutely not um you know i i felt better in this training camp i uh, a couple of the interviews i did before is is the last time i felt this good in a training camp was probably scott jorgensen um you know it, it was I'm going to go in there and have fun. You know, one one of two things are going to happen. I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. So either way, let's go in and have fun. You know, I, I'm not going in there with the I'm going to lose mentality, but, I mean, let, let's let's face reality. You're going to win or you're going to lose. If you get overconfident, overcocky, well, then, then you, you kind of tend to overlook things. And just because this guy was a day one guy, you look at his record of 13-1, nine-fight win streak. Now, I understand he's not fighting UFC-level competition, but there's a reason that the UFC brought this guy in. They saw something in him. Um, so whether it be the day one guy or the champion, I'm, I'm not going to overlook him and uh, take every fight as, as it's my as it's my toughest. Well, now what fight? What fight have you ever had? Like where you thought, okay, I got this going in. Was there ever a fight where they're like, man, this is going to be an easy fight or an easier, and the guy surprised you? And then on the wrestle, I never thought that was the biggest challenge of my life, and the guy just wasn't that good. So, as far as like think, thinking that the fight wasn't going to be that hard, I mean, I, I got to look back to look back to my early days. I mean, back in like two thousand three, four, five, um, I fought a guy from Wisconsin, and uh, back before you didn't have the internet, you didn't you didn't have you didn't know any you didn't know shit from apple butter when it came to who you're fighting. So I fought this guy, and it, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, I hit this guy with everything I had, and he just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. Um, 
finally eventually put him away, but it, it, it was one of those instances where it was like, man, this is going to be easy. Um, and it wasn't, you know, and, and now being in the UFC, I don't ever think a fight's going to be easy. I, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm going to absolutely walk through a, a guy. And if, if I feel like I'm going to walk through somebody, I'm not fighting the right people. I need to be right. fighting people that's going to test me and that, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't think it's any secret that I want to fight the best. I mean, Uriah Faber, Brad Pickett, Scott Jorgensen, Joseph Benavidez, um, a laundry list of, of top 135 pounders in the world, and I asked for them all. You know, they, they weren't ever uh, – Uriah Faber was an offered fight, um, but the other guys, I asked for them because that's what I wanted. I, I wanted the top guys. I wanted to test myself, and I want a hard fight. I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there just to walk through my opponents. Because you're married, and if you're single, you want like look good in front of the girls. Like, What's you know, that? Like, if you're married, you're like, I'm my wife vlog, no matter what. But if you were single, you'd rather just like just crush everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, even when even back when I was single, you know, I I wanted to, I wanted to go out and I wanted to have a war, you know, because yeah, if you go out and you crush everybody, uh, yeah, it, it looks good. But I mean, to me. Going through a war and and testing yourself, I think that shows more of your personality and that you learn more about yourself by by going through that battle versus just walking through somebody. How how frustrating was Jonathan Dodson? Because he's like three foot four. Oh man, he flies everywhere. <laughs> that dude, that dude was so freaking fast. It was ridiculous. So. For that fight, I mean, I, I was training with the fastest people in our gym. And, I mean, they're, they're no slouches. They're, they're fast dudes. They're 125, 135-pounders, super fast guys. And uh, after I got done with that fight, I, I looked at him. I said, man, you guys are fast, but you do not compare to this guy. You do not compare. I mean, I, I, think, I think I threw maybe three punches that entire fight, and one of which connected. And the other one, I, just, I couldn't throw punches because I couldn't find the dude. He was in and out so fast, and and that, that's where that's where um, I, I should have been a little bit smarter, and I should have pressured him a little bit more. But uh, it is what it is. I, I've been fighting for a long time, and I should have realized that, and I didn't. Um, I had one thing on my mind, and uh, that one thing was I need to connect on this guy so I can knock him out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, right. when you when you can't find the guy, you can't connect. So I, I think a little bit of pressure might have helped me in that fight and uh, might have helped me to get where I needed to be. Now, they were saying that you, like, went, like, an all-carb diet for this fight. You changed up. Yes. So I, I tried I tried keto for my last fight. So anybody who does keto that is a high-intensity athlete, if it works for you, great. But I can't see it working for anybody that's a high-intensity athlete. That That diet is just it's such crap, man. It, it's such, I, I, such low energies, such, I just, I couldn't get going. Um, so for this fight, I, I brought in, I brought in the brown rice. I brought in the whole green breads, um, sweet potatoes. I, I ate more carbs for this fight, I think, than I've eaten for all of my fights combined. <laughs> and, uh, my, my weight stayed lower. My, my, conditioning went skyrocketing because I, I had energy. I actually had energy to go to the gym and train this time versus dragging my ass in the gym because I realized I have to fight another human being in a cage. So it's just, it's, it's a necessary evil of going to the gym, but I don't feel like it because I don't have any sustenance in my body. Well, 
it all it all came down to the timing side of things of of carbohydrates for breakfast um and then immediately after working out protein and carbohydrates versus versus the keto crap and uh dude my my body responded amazing to it that's awesome i'm so sure your wife was happier too you probably had more energy oh dude Yes, and if you ask her, she she tells me every time every time I start a training camp, she goes, "Oh, great! Now you're gonna be a bitch." So <laughs> this camp, this camp, I, I won't say that I was very pleasant, but right. a whole lot a whole lot easier to 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 get along with than when I'm eating just spinach and you know just the, like I said the keto crap. Um, no carbs, no carbs. I I feel is no good. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's just, I, qu- that's I quickly quickly realized. Well, I also too. So I used to do the roller coaster dieting of after a fight, I'd do nothing but eat pizza and Reese's, and and I'd go straight for the candy. Right. Um, I always tell myself that I don't want to do that. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that anymore. And I, I throughout the fight diet. By the end of the eight weeks, it's like, oh well, this is easy now. I can just keep going. Um, it never happens that way. So, right. I was injured. I was injured with that that Jones fracture coming off of my Perez fight, and the very the end of last year, uh, like November, December, I told myself that I, I I'm going to do this. Okay, uh, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to change my diet. Um, I'm going to do a a just a clean whole foods type diet. No no refined sugars and and when I say no refined sugar, they like granola bars here and there. Yeah, they got a little bit of sugar in them, but it is what it is. I'm not eating candy bars. I haven't had uh, anybody who knows me. Reese's is my huge thing. I haven't had a Reese's peanut butter cup in probably seven months. Um, so I, I kicked all of the sugars and I started going with whole foods, and it just it just made the eating portion and my weight control so much easier. You know, lose 15 pounds a week, and I would, you know, sleep with the window open, try to shiver at night, and right. sit in the cup all day, or yep. sleep with like 19 layers on. And yeah, you, you see, you, you understand the struggle. Yeah, but it was, it was so unhealthy, and I was so miserable. Somebody bumped into me, I would want to fight them. I, I was, yep. I, I smelled bad. My breath was terrible. My <laughs> were black. You know, yeah. it was, just, it was awful. Um, Absolutely. So it's it's nice to hear that you. I mean, but that was before the internet, and there were like no, there was no nutrition. There was no, we don't give a fuck about division three wrestling. Sure, it, yeah, you're just so. kind of winging it, man. Yeah, and then two kids died in my ear. Two kids died. They were jump roping in the shower with the steam on, and they passed out. Yeah. So then that changed everything after that. Sure. Sure. But um, but I would have been right there with them. They still, you know, it's like. I'm sure you know, and you're like, oh, I gotta make the weight. I gotta make the weight. All logic puts out the window. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And that, that was, like I said, changing my diet up to the whole foods. It's it, it, so normally, normally pre-fight camp, I'm walking around at anywhere from 156 to 158. And this time, pre-fight camp, I was walking around at like 152, somewhere around there. So it, it it was so much easier to manage my weight and and again eating eating good whole foods and and foods that I like to eat um and and I have since this last week I mean I've had pizza once or twice but I haven't done the sugars and I haven't done the crap food and I haven't done the junk uh, I'm still sticking with the good whole foods and uh, I think that's just there to stick for now.
It's crazy about you is that you have like a Joe Riggs effect where like I assume you're fifty seven years old by like how much team you fight. Um, but you're young. What, you're 34, 35? I'm going to be 35 here in, in about two weeks. So, I mean, do you feel like you're as strong and fast as you were when you were 21, 22? Uh, stronger and faster. Stronger and faster for sure. Um, I, as you get older, you, you you tend to get a little bit smarter, or at least you should get smarter. And, yeah. um, I mean, it's, it's taken me 15 years to do so, but... Um, I listen to my body now when it when it's when I need a rest day and when I just don't feel like going to the gym, I don't go to the gym. I I, I sit at home. I'll, I'll I'll do busy stuff. I'll I'll get on a treadmill and go for a jog. Or I just you know I'll do busy work to stay active, but I don't go to the gym. I'll, I'll take three days of training at a hundred percent versus six at sixty. You know, so right. if, if I'm if I'm training at sixty percent, my body is is now used to working at 60% versus if if I'm working three days a week at a hundred percent, then my body's used to a hundred percent efficiency. And, and, and that's, that's where things have changed for me. And, uh, I've realized it's okay to take a rest day. If you need a rest day, it's okay. That's that's now during the day, you're a firefighter. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say during the day, but, uh, so my schedule, the schedule that I work is a, I do a one-on, one-off, one-on, one-off, one-on, four-off. Uh, so, so we do 24-hour shifts. It's a paid, paid department. And um, I mean, honestly, without that job, it'd be hard for me to be a full-time fighter. Uh, we, I put in about 110, 115 days a year as a firefighter. Uh, we have workout equipment there, treadmills, stuff like that. So, obviously, firefighting is a physical job. They want you to stay in shape. So I, I do my, my active rest days while I'm there. And then the 265 days that I'm not there, I'm um, at my strength and conditioning gym or I'm doing some sort of training, wrestling, grappling, boxing, whatever it may be. How do you stay up for 24 hours? Are you just at all central? It's not bad. It, it depends. It depends on the day. Um, you know, last night we had a, had a pretty good windstorm come through, so the tones were going off. Uh, majority of the night, you know, you get a couple of nights where the tones will go off about every two to three hours, and uh, that that makes for a long day the next day. Um, now, how how many these fighters are? How much of these fighters are caused by idiots with cigarettes? Or, well, um, so yeah. we 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 run we run medical calls also because so, we're we're all EMTs, we're EMT firefighters. Um, so we run a lot of medicals, uh, about probably 80, 80 to 85% of the calls we run are medicals, um, heart attacks, car crashes, stuff like that. Uh, you, you, wow. you get your, you, you get your, uh, I call them poopy diaper calls. People just, people just call in 911 because they got an upset stomach or they rolled uh, their ankle. Um, we get quite a few of those. And you'd be surprised how many people call because they've got an upset stomach or a fever or, um, it's just it it blows my mind, man. It blows my mind. We 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 we've had people call uh, twenty five year old kids that oh well I'm going through alcohol withdrawals. Well no you're not going through alcohol withdrawals because you drank last night. You're just hung over and you can't handle it. <laughs> so how many how many have you ever had any uh, Viagra calls like guys like the last <laughs> more than four hours? No 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 we we have uh-huh. we have yet to have yet to have that one and uh, I'll uh, I'll. I'll respective, respectfully bow out of that. Of the, of All the right. Now, I saw a recorded video where the girl calls and she's like, I need help, and then she's the bang of the ENT guy. Is that, <laughs> that ever happened with you? Or? No, no, no. 
I, I have I have pulled some the, the, the uh, stereotypical cat out of a tree. I've done that a couple of times. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had we've had a couple of those calls where the the their cat. I I don't know I, how the heck does a cat get up a tree and can't figure out how to get down? You got claws, right? Right. If you can climb the tree, you can get down. You know, I, I you call nine one one sooner or later. That cat's gonna come down. It's not right, gonna come down, or it, it's not gonna eat for a few days, and it's gonna get lightheaded. And it's gonna pass out and fall out of the tree. Did you do you do you have to go get the cat? You have the ladder and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's there was a couple of times that I've had to do that. Did the cat attack you, or was it was the cat, the cat pretty um, the, No. So so obviously we put our put our bunker gear on and, and big thick gloves, and uh, um. Yeah, they kind of grab a hold, but uh, you can grab them, grab them by the back of the neck there, and, and uh, hang on to the leg, right? Yeah, I, I saw I saw the Animal Planet one time, and uh, it was like Animal Rescue, and the guy had an alligator in his, in his garage. You know, it was a bathtub in Florida, and of course it got too big, and he called the the animal people. He's like, I don't know how it got there. It was like a full four walk up, like. So I was, I was actually, I was laughing pretty hard. <laughs> He claimed yeah, he had I mean, no idea how the alligator got into his bathtub. We've we've had that before where somebody had a pet alligator and and uh, it got too big and they let it go in the lake. You know, people are saying, "Oh, I've seen an alligator. I've seen an alligator." And all that. Yeah, yeah, you're full of shit. You're full of shit, dude. There was an alligator in the lake. No way. Yeah, yeah. They they let it go. They let it go in the lake because Did it got too it? big. They couldn't they couldn't handle it anymore. I didn't go get it. I, the the station the station I work at doesn't run the water calls. Oh. Um, wow. So yeah, we we get we get all the overdoses and the uh, and the upset stomachs. Do people recognize you from your fighting and call you for eight A few times, a few times I I, I get uh, I get recognized out there. Um, you know, I I think if if I were a little more active, I think I think I would get a little little more recognition, but. Um, yeah, there's 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 uh the people that we see on the streets. Uh, hey, uh, is your last name Wineland? Yeah. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah, you that's get that awesome. from time to time. So who do you want to fight next? Can you call anybody out? No, you know it's uh I I'm past the point of calling people out. I'm over this. Like I said, I'm I'm 35 years old. Uh, maybe another good two or three years, uh, depending on how my body responds over the next couple of years. Um, so. I mean anybody. I mean, if you want the day one guy, or if you want want me to fight the champion, it is what it is. Um, at this point, yes, I'm chasing the belt, but I'm more concerned about the money. I said I'm 35 years old. I'd like to own my house, so I'd like to pay my mortgage off uh, by the time I'm done fighting. So at this point, it becomes about the money. Well, listen, Eddie, why don't you? An awesome fighter, awesome guy, a real role model. You know, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast, and I hope you have a great weekend. Absolutely. Anytime, man. You just hit me up, and uh, we'll do it again. I love it. Thanks, Eddie. Take care. All right. All right, Adam. See ya. Hello. Hello. What's up, Adam? What's up, Lewis? How are you, man? I'm good, dude. How are you? Are you, are you naked? What's going on? Um, I have my child on my lap. I'm not <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see your, I didn't see your child, man. How how old are you? You're like 19 years old. So you have a child already? I'm 27, bro. Not, well, you, you, I'm almost 28. You Hawaiians, you guys start so early, man. Bro, I'm Asian, dude. I I just look like I don't age. Aren't you from Hawaii? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaii guys have kids early. I know. Yeah. Dad, I had my kid when I was 24. That's not even that early. I, I actually met your wife at the, at the fight, right? She was like short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short, hot, drunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah. She's a um, tiny Asian girl. She's yeah. hanging around with like the other Asian girls. She's tiny, but she was very loud, like very big. You know, and she, I was like, hey, you come to the show later? You're like, I'm going to check with my wife. And she was like, Ugh. so Yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's her. So you guys living in Orange County now? Yeah. Now, how do you like it? Um, it's pretty sick, man. Uh, like, it's kind of it's kind of like Hawaii, dude. It's it's not too bad. There's a lot of Asian people around here. There's, like, um, some Hawaii people out here. Uh coaches from hawaii um i noticed that our culture has been kind of appropriated out here hawaii <laughs> seems to be like a cool thing like, yeah. <laughs> dude like i don't know we drove around like newport and like and like there's all these like tiki themed bars and like aloha stuff and like i was like dude you guys appropriated our culture <laughs> now are you mad at that are you not really mad at that are you <laughs> no i don't care I, w- I was gonna take advantage dude i was gonna say babe let's open up a hawaiian restaurant she loves to cook let's take advantage man <laughs> Well, look, man, you're a guy, you know, you've been to the top, and then you went to back to the bottom, and now you're back at the top again. You're, you're a guy that really, like, uh, I, I give you a lot of credit, man. A lot of credit. Dude, lot of credit. Um, there's one thing about me that, like, I'm consistent with. It's that I'm inconsistent, dude. That's the one consistent thing about me is I'm inconsistent. No, I heard that you were uh, thinking about quitting fighting at one point. Yeah, dude, I, like, yeah, um, honestly, after they cut me the first time, I was kind of over it, but my wife kind of knew, like, I wouldn't be happy doing other stuff, so she, like, convinced me to, like, move up to Orange County and work with Colin, because Colin said he wanted me, he was like, alright, um, like, after I got cut, he was kind of like, okay, I'll, let, let me try and see if I can fix him, you know? It's like, I, I guess he saw some potential in me and was like, alright, I'm gonna try to, try to get this dude back to normal. But I, I, I went to the same thing as a comic. I was at one point. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm gonna get a day job and be consistent. You know, my career. My wife was like, Don't you dare! You're not a quitter. Uh, she's like, I, you know, there's no way you're gonna quit. So she actually kind of had the same thing. And meanwhile, she's always complaining about my job. How I'm like away all the time and this and that and blah blah blah. But then when I was gonna stop, she's like, Don't you dare! So yeah. What did your wife do? Um, she stays at home right now. She used to be a battle rapper and a go-go dancer, and right now she like bakes cookies. I swear, dude, she's more famous than I am. Go on YouTube, Google you meet all rap battle. She's got like half a million YouTube views. Really? I swear, dude. I, I swear to you. Wow. She's got she's got blonde hair in those though, so like well, now, it looks a little different, a, but that's like, her. Where do you go from being a battle rapper? Like, where do you like? Um, apparently she was, like, beating all the girls, so, like, they kind of ran out of competition for her. She, like, John Jones did real early and was like, fuck it, I'm out. She wasn't taking steroids and, like, Viagra and stuff? Or? Yeah. Um, no, she, she, she just got to the top early and said, fuck it. Of course, of course. And then she was a go-go dancer? Is that where you guys met? Uh, yeah, yeah, I met her at the club one night, and I was like, damn, she's hot, I'm gonna shoot my shot right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you say to her? And um, I kind of played up the UFC thing to try to get some clout and, like, kind of worked. That's hilarious. Good for you. That, Bro, that's, of course. Dude, I worked my whole life to be able to use that line. Bitch, do you know who I am? I'm in the UFC. Nice. I worked my whole life to use that line. And then I saw Cody Gibson get beat up after he said, Google me, bitch. I was like, oh, maybe I'll stop saying that. He, well, he didn't get 
beat up. He like went for a double leg in like a bar fight that was like a Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't exactly Yeah, against like a way bigger dude, but like I was just like, oh man, like Yeah, that was I don't know, it, like like he didn't like you know what I mean? Like you can't say Google me bitch and then come out of that looking good, you know what I mean? Of course, of course. No, totally. Yeah, like that, that was my takeaway. <laughs> now now a couple of your fights, you think the like the Brandon Morano fight, you think you just overlooked him? Um I mean, honestly, if I'm still being optimistic with my career, yeah, I guess. I didn't give him the respect he deserved. And, you know, um, I just assumed that he wouldn't know how to grapple like me. I'd be able to get out of whatever he did. So I put my head in, like, I ran a head outside single, which is something that I used to do a lot in, like, wrestling. But it's kind of like a no-no in in grappling because you're going to get guillotined. Like, if you do a head outside single, the guy's going to try to guillotine you. And they're, like, in pretty good position for it, you know? But, you know, I broke that rule and I paid for it. Yeah, well, it's okay. I mean, and then Ray Borg, that fight, the guy missed weight by four pounds. Yeah, I was pretty sick that fight, too. Like, we got in on Friday. Um, or no, actually, I'm sorry. I think we got in on Saturday night um, for that fight. And I was, like, really sick. Like, going onto the plane, I it was, like, I had the chills. Like, the plane was super cold for some reason. Like, my corners, they were buying me blankets, trying to cover me up on the plane. Like, uh, but for whatever reason, like, I just couldn't get warm. And I just, like, I didn't have body heat or something. I just froze the entire flight. And so, like, they go on through the flight. We got to go get water. And it's, like, a pain in the ass because, like, no one, like, everybody has to go get their groceries and stuff. So I'm, like, like freaking shivering in the car. And then, so they bring me back to the hotel room. I shower, I pass, or I take a bath, I pass out. And I like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, it's morning. I feel a little bit better. And like, my whole team is just looking at me, freak the fuck out. And they said like, okay, like I went to sleep on Saturday night. I didn't wake up till Monday. I was like dead for like 30 hours. Oh God. Yeah. And they were all just looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? And like, I was just messed up that whole time. Like I was sick the entire time. Like. When I was fighting, like we we're like, um, like I didn't even work out the entire week. Like I was basically in bed just trying to fight the flu or whatever was wrong with me. We ended up working out like after the win, trying to like restart my body and stuff. And everything was just like my muscles were just on fire. Like it was just super hard to do anything. So what? Have, like what have you learned from all these experiences? Because you've had a lot of them. Um, I should be less reckless. <laughs> I got to be smarter, man. I'm just a reckless kid, dude. Like, I don't know. For me, like, to, to pull out of a fight, it's like you literally have to be able to not fight. So I'm kind of reckless with it. It's not like, oh, can you go out there and still win for me? It's just like if I could still move, I want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like the takeaway from it for me was like, I mean, I was kind of drunk the entire time. Too. I was just like, I was going nuts, dude. I was crazy. You think that's your Hawaiian <laughs> I was a crazy spirit? man. I feel like Hawaiians are just Hawaiians are just crazy. Like they'll they'll fight at any bar. They'll they'll uh, drink whenever they want. They'll smoke. They'll have sex. They'll get up at six in the morning and do it all over again. You think it's just yeah, the Hawaiian spirit? Um, yeah, like kind of. I don't. That's just how it is. You know, like from like a really young age, we're like raised around fighting. Like it's like a respected thing. You know, everyone does it. Um, and it's just like it's just it's just part of the culture. Honestly, it's like it's a really big part of the culture and. No, I, I just it. I had fun. I lived the life. I was about it, you know. No, I love it. I, I one time I banged a Hawaiian girl, and she was like, "Is that all you got?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> like and it really was all I had. So it was like, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, but just feel uh, bad I, about yourself after. Just got to reevaluate life. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, now, I mean, you 
What was it like fighting in China? That must have been insane. That was pretty cool, honestly. It was kind of a culture shock, but like it was pretty cool. Like we went to like the black market and stuff where you can like haggle for like fake Gucci and Burberry and shit. It was pretty fun. I had a good time, I'll be honest. I had a really good time. Were you the tallest um, guy in China? Yeah, like we went to like the Great Wall. Like they had they put us up in like a five star hotel that had like this sick um buffet for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So like I had a good time, dude. <laughs> I had a really good time. Yeah, and they they, had a, you also won, and you beat a Chinese dude. Yeah. Like, well, people yeah. now Chinese people are pretty reserved. Were they booing you at all, or? Uh, they were like, like they were pretty cool. Like, honestly, they didn't cheer for me. They just cheered really loud for him. And like, I mean, I get it. They want their boy to win. You know, I understand. I'm, I'm not the hometown guy. This is their friend. This is their boy. This is the guy who they like associate or who they relate to. They want him to win. You know. So I get it, but I mean, they were cool. They were cool overall. It was just like, they, like everybody was super nice. But it's like, yeah, you, they're gonna cheer for their guy because they want their guy to beat my ass. And I'm like, and I you, mean, you took it, that fight on what one week notice? Two weeks, I think. Wow. Was was it hard making? Was it hard making weight? Um, not at 35. 35 is cake, dude. I mean, and I had just come off a 25 fight at that point. I think I'd fought like 125, maybe like a couple months earlier maybe like two months earlier at most. So I just kind of made 25, so I wasn't that big. I was expecting to go back in at, at, to the UFC at 25. So I was just trying to be ready to make that weight, and then like, oh, it's 135 now. I was like, oh, great. Now, one, one of the guys you fought, Tim Elliott, he's the weirdest fighter I've ever seen. Was yeah. it like, he's always dancing and doing all kinds. Is that just, <laughs> is it hard fighting for a guy like training for Tim Elliott because it's just the stuff he does is so unconventional? To be honest, dude, it was kind of weird, but it was like, it was like kind of fighting myself because I'm a weird ass too, you know what I mean? Like I do all those scrambles and like weird movements and rolls and shit. So it was kind of like getting ready for myself, if that makes sense. No, like it, 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 it was kind of strange. It was, it was unusual, but it wasn't like super foreign to me, you know? Yeah. One of the best fights I've ever seen was you versus Patrick Holohan. Everybody hated you at that arena. Uh, oh yeah, that was that was pretty wild. <laughs> but that must have been that. Was, I was so how proud of you because they brought you in as an opponent and you just went through that dude. Uh, what was that like? That was pretty insane. Um, going out to to another country and you know like Ireland, they're pretty biased, you know. Um, and like we knew that going in, like we knew in our heads, like we'd seen how they how hyped up they were for Connor, and I was fighting Connor's boy. So we kind of knew, like, going in, we're like, okay, we got to be ready, like, to fight the crowd, too. You know what I mean? And it was just, it, 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 they did not disappoint. Like, <laughs> they did not disappoint. It, when I was in the cage, like, you know how, like, you're standing in the cage and you're getting final instructions, like, the guys are, like, right behind well, you? Well, I don't know. I've never did that, but I could, yeah, sure. Go on. Yeah, okay. Well, you've seen it. You've yeah. seen it. Like, guys are in the cage and, like, your corner is kind of talking to you. It's, like, final instructions. And like I like when they were announcing Patty, I couldn't even hear my corner, and they were like right next to me screaming. That's how loud the arena was. It was even oh. like that when I fought Tim. They were so loud, dude. Now was Kansas you, City and Ireland were loud as fuck. Was your wife battle rapping anybody? Any the Irish people? No, she did not battle rap any of the Irish people. She was at home pregnant with my daughter. Oh, I would love to see her taking on some of those Irish drunk people. That would have been hilarious. Dude, that would have been awesome. That's awesome. So how many kids you got now? I have just one, just Lucy. She's um, three years old, three and a half now. Now, I got a 10-month-old, and my goal is obviously to make my daughter the happiest 
girl in the world and I love her to death. I, I, I get I worry that like I don't want her to be one of these Instagram hoes or uh, showing her showing her her vagina to people or people making it rain on her. Any, any advice on how to make that not happen? I mean, mine is three, so I don't even I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know how that goes. I mean, does does now have, have like you said no to your daughter yet? Because I have not said no to her yet. Yo, dude, I'm trying to teach my daughter to fight. Like, she tries to fight me now. She, like, makes faces at me and goes, grr, daddy, when I tell her to do something she doesn't want to do. Like, she knows how to punch already, kind of. Really? It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, like, I taught her to punch, kind of. Like, I, like, hold my hands up for her, and she, like, punches. And, Are you going to put her in, like, jujitsu? Um, probably. She's a little young still to, like, kind of, like, take instruction. Yeah. Um, she, We have her in ballet right now, so, you know, we might be making a Lomachenko, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what was it like fighting a guy named brian toe hang lam oh brian to hang lam oh shit um i don't know if you've ever seen that but that was a dude from hong kong he was supposed to be like their he was supposed to be the uh, muay thai guy fighting out of hong kong i think his muay thai record was like 45 and 10 or something and like uh that that was like my second fight um they brought me that was when i first started getting flown around um a promotion called pxc they're based out of guam and they held a lot of events in the philippines they flew me out because harris sarmiento um was my training partner and he was their champion at the time so they they started incorporating me and giving me a shot and I, I, I went out there and I fought um, Brian to hang lamb. And I basically just did my best to get him to the ground and, like, not let him back up. Have you, ever, have you, ever, him. Have you ever been to Guam? I've not been to Guam. Uh, no, I've not. I've but been, it's basically, Guam. like, Guam has like I've heard it's just, like, Hawaii. Like, they called it Poor Man's Hawaii. When beautiful. I was there, I was like, huh. But there's, like, 15 strip clubs in this little island. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I went to every one of them. Uh, Baller. To the point where, at the end, I gave a, a stripper a lap dance. That's how bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a good. Yo, time. that's a good night. Oh, it was a good time. And then I, I went home with her, and then she wouldn't hook up with me. I, I was like, oh, it's rough. Yeah, I was like, blue balls forever. And my friend banged the week before. I found out, so it was just, it was, just, I was just taking L's all, all night long. So who do you want to fight next? Um, well, we're actually in talks right now. I I believe I got the fight. So um, I can't actually say anything because the UFC gets the first word. Like once it starts going out, I can say stuff. But um, yeah, maybe fight news soon. I think we got the fight. And the fight is would be where? Um, I don't know. I don't. What am I allowed to say? I don't even know what I'm allowed to say. I'm <laughs> trying to violate copyright. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Look. So is it a wrestler? Is it a striker? Um, I want to say it's a finisher. Okay, good. There we go. A Dude. challenge. A cha you always up for a challenge, man. You're Dude, I love challenges. Yes. That's Look, basically what I get up in the morning for. It's like, it's like brushing my teeth in the morning. It's a challenge. That's what wakes me up. Do you and your wife have a role play where you give her like go-go dancing, her like outfits, and make her wear it and stuff? No, I have not. But that's a good idea for the next Valentine's. Yeah. Seriously. Yo, I'm about it. I'm about that life. You know what I mean? It's 2019, you know? We're out here bending gender roles. By the way, I've ran into you like three times, and I'm always like, come to the show. You're like, I'll be there, man. What time? And you've never come. One. Bro, all right. Okay, so the first two times, the first two times, 
Okay, I was sick as fuck. That was the time in Vegas when you invited me for the Ray Borg one, and I wasn't even—I was not getting out of bed, dude. Right, Sorry, okay, like, that yeah. one wasn't. That one wasn't happening. Got the that. second one, I got the shit kicked out of me, and I was getting stitches. But then the other one was that. Oh, no, I and saw then the you, third one. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. We were babysitting. Um, our friend got fucking plastered, and we had to babysit, and it was a mess, dude. We were in that um, what is that place in Vegas? It's called like Blueberry Hill or something. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was a mess in there. She was like stumbling, slipping, like fucking bonking heads, dude. It was bad. Huh. Like my bad, bro. I've just been dude. Vegas you, is like. Are you in Vegas for Fight Week? Ooh, um. No, I don't think so. But I well, might I'm, go I'm out. In, I'm know. in Long Beach see. like every week. All right, what? What? At the Laugh Factory. I did a Laugh Factory Long Beach every week at the Laugh Factory. What day? Uh, I don't know. But next time I come, I'll I'll, I'll text you. I'll All right, shoot me a text next time. Shoot we'll me a text next time. Well, listen. Enjoy your upcoming weekend. Thanks for being on the podcast. Keep up the good work. All right, Adam. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm always a fan of MMA Roasted, dude. Thank you, brother. I'll be on your next Twitter comments. Fuck yeah, Lewis. Take care, buddy. All right, bro. All right, thank you to my guests, Nathan Levy, Eddie Wineland, Luis Smoka. That is the podcast today, and you're getting it because you endorsed me on Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N, forward slash Adam Hunter. Tell everyone how much you're enjoying the content. Go to rockfin.com forward slash Adam Hunter. Endorse me. Tell everyone how great it is. And if you want to see me, uh, go to adamhunter.com. I'll be headlining the Stratosphere UFC Fight Week at the Stratosphere Hotel in Las Vegas. So it's called the Strat now. That's uh, on Fight Week. So check me out there. Thank you guys so much and have a great day. Tunis <laughs> <laughs>